listening to episode 62 of the 11th Hour, a podcast about Rancid. I'm Sam Melancon of Tobacco Records. I'm Brad Rose of Foxy Digitalis. Each week, one of us picks a song from Rancid or a Rancid-adjacent thing. And, uh, <laughs> thing type thing. And uh, we talk about all our complicated feelings about said song this week. Uh, it was my pick, which we forgot, but eventually <laughs> right. righted, righted the ship where all everything's fine. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I ended up picking Ghost of a Chance from our sort of pet, you know. Yeah, this our was pet a good project. Reminder, our pet, pet project, our pet favorite album, uh, Troublemaker, which we'll probably end up talking about again, uh, being our pet album. Yeah. Uh, Ghost of a Chance, the, uh, if I remember correctly, the initial single yeah. from... Troublemaker. What is lost and hide up to keep you locked in? Locked in for a lifetime. Where your one last is dead from the mechanic. You only got a cost of a chance, my brother. Chance track two Troublemaker. Troublemaker came out all the way back in 2017. Uh, same, like, I think within days of the switch coming out, by the way, just as a weird, like, I was thinking about it when oh, the switch weird. came out. Um, so, uh, yeah, Troublemaker, we've talked a lot about like a weird amount about Troublemaker <laughs> on this podcast. It, uh, like we said, has kind of bubbled up as a as a personal favorite and sort of a our little crusade to let people know that like uh ah, troublemaker is kind of great at least in our you know esteem we find it we find it pretty pretty interesting uh goes to I, a chance i Go still think i still think that and i hate to give credit to pitchfork but the pitchfork review that was like this is the best rancid fans like post peak rancid fan you can hope for yeah i think that's about the best yep i think it's you like you can say about it yep. yeah yeah and, and i yeah, I, I fully agree. I think this is, especially after the previous two albums to this, <laughs> uh, it is such a, um, it's not even a return to form, but it's a return to, oh, okay. Yeah. This <laughs> just feels nice. <laughs> um, it wasn't all was just, just a dream. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're just like, okay, as a as a sort of weird mark for him and, and this kind of flawed, very flawed, messy band. Um there, there's still something there. There's still a little spark there. And, and, and um, yeah, this kind of fulfills, you know, a late period version of that pretty well. Uh, we've talked a lot before about um, uh, their choice of, of singles. And we've been talking a lot about uh, what, what, what songs they picked from the new album, which was a real, probably a real bear to pick which songs, because again, there's this sort of, messy undercurrent of that album being like whatever the musical theater slash right. um, concept album and and we we've been sort of pushing back on wow they they had a a video plan for new american but they didn't use it as the leadoff single and like we've you know we've sort of given them uh some guff about sort of the order in which mm-hmm. they did things to present the album in a different way from what it really is and um it's interesting to come back one album and and go well what did they do last time and Ghost of a Chance 
I wonder if they kind of did the same thing because Ghost of the Chance is, is the most like, uh, in a lot of ways, aggressive, one of the more aggressive songs from this album. And, and um, well, still being very poppy and fun. Uh, but, it, you know, it kind of has a little bit more of a, of a aggro vibe than a lot of this record kind of sits back and has a rock and roll and kind of barrel house piano like like um yeah there's a lot of piano but like it feels like it's like a bar rock album in certain ways obviously bobber but even some of the other songs too and and like that track to me doesn't come off like that it feels like a really fast pop punk it reminds me it like this is 90s lookout Mm-hmm. This reminds me so much of the queers, that especially the intro mm-hmm. with that lead. Rip. Yeah. yeah, that is. Uh, if you played just that for me before I heard, it didn't let me hear anybody singing, and I, I would think I would would have bet it was a queer song. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's, so it's it, anyway. yeah, uh, and we've been talking about how the, a lot of that actually happens on the new album too. How that like lead guitar tone, yeah, means them more towards that pop punk sound. Maybe not that exactly, but we like how they again trying on these different sounds, and um, Lars's sort of leads are are sort of pushing them in these different directions. So, um, yeah, I, I I don't even know if it's like a good representation of the album or a bad representation, but it <laughs> uh, it, it does kind of feel like they were sort of like skewing the narrative around the faster, more punky right. song where that doesn't completely represent the album. I don't know if you have to with a lead single, you know, like, I don't know if that's yeah, the job I, of a lead single is to like completely encapsulate an album. Like that's somewhat asking a lot, but right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I haven't thought about this in, as much late. Like I used to think about this years ago all the time when I ran a real record label and I'm sure you think about this to some, mm-hmm. I mean, um, to some degree, depending on what your promotional strategies are leading up to album yeah. releases. But like, yeah, I used to, I mean, I, I picking a first and I never really thought of them as, as singles, I guess, just cause it's, yeah, we're, you know, we're sort of in a different era, I guess. Yeah. yeah but I mean, I, it was, it, it never, I didn't know that. I don't know that I ever thought of it so much as like trying to encapsulate the album because like you said, like that's asking a lot. But just something that would get people curious of like, oh, well, what else is there? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, with, thinking about it with Ghost of a Chance, I, and, uh, like I, I, I wish I would have heard it back then, but I didn't. I never, I didn't hear Troublemaker in 2017. Uh, I'm trying to think of 2017, what the hell was even going on in my life? Um, but, uh lost my oh yeah so i'm I'm trying to think of like what i would have thought if i had heard like this is what i you know like thinking of how we ex- just experienced the tomorrow never comes rollout i'm trying to uh, imagine like what would what where would i where would i thought this was telling i don't like i don't know i mean i think it would have made me i i would have been a little bit like hmm <laughs> like, yeah i think so too i think um it it doesn't it doesn't completely read as the previous two albums, but I also don't think it like is completely foreign to those things. Mm-hmm. But I think it does definitely also something that is worth saying about this song is there's a very strong 
bluegrassy hoedowny like that side of rancid on right. this song and and this was one of the ones that was supposed to be on tim's solo album yeah oh, that's a that's another thing that's we're saying about every time we yeah. bring up this up this up is like this is a tolo tim's solo credit and supposedly anything with that pure tim credit was originally going to be a solo ep album somewhere in between that was not going to be with rancid yeah uh, lineup at all the first time like he would have zero of the rest of the people i think sometimes i think on the solo album he had other people from rancid at times but like this was just going to be like a whole other lineup yeah and um it was just going to be this kind of like east bay centric kind of growing old you know the you can pick out the songs and kind of like what you could although although sorry uh this says that his this says the soul, tracks written solely by Tim were meant for Tim's so, second solo album, which was recorded with Matt on bass and Joey oh. Castillo on drums. Oh, I didn't realize Matt was supposed to be on that. Yeah. Okay. So that's interesting. Uh, blanket, uh, security blanket. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> Just Matt. <laughs> Always Matt. Can't get away from Matt. Um, kind of so, interesting. Wasn't Joey Castillo in Queens of the Stone Age? <laughs> was he? I think so. I mean, that I'm, oh that's LA oh yeah musicians yeah but you know queens of the oh sure 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 there, yeah, that's yeah, it yeah yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ah. i got gotcha. you i got gotcha. you that's interesting wow okay uh, anyway anyways, <laughs> and then famously brett was like you should re-record you record these or re-record these with the band and just you know write some other songs i yeah. kind of feel like it's so funny i know that we've said this but like this really does feel like we went through this again a second ago, which was like, <laughs> Tim's got a thing. They're like, wait, no, we should make this a rancid. I know. <laughs> like, doesn't that well, feel like what just happened? It does. And, 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 now, and I haven't, unfortunately, I didn't have the time to do it this week because of the hell situation that's happening in Tulsa right now. Um, this makes me want to, like, think about this album differently now as, you know, like, as we've talked about with Tomorrow Never Comes, it's like, there's the there's the musical theater piece. And then there's the other songs. Yeah. And so now I want to listen. I kind of want to listen to just the Tim songs. We could and, just make a playlist of the Tim songs. Right. And, and figure what, and see what that tell. Just, you know, what is this? I tell feel us? like in a weird way, this one kind of already is just that. Like the, the, the creative spine of this record is that sort of like street punk troublemaker, like kind yeah. of this aging Tim, like somewhat autobiographical, somewhat historical kind of very east bay centric um i don't know what like he just it feels like there's a lot of like that is the emotional spine of this record already like it just feels like they like bolstered it versus like that's true um tomorrow never comes the song doesn't fit with magnificent rogue super well you know what i mean like like there's more dissonance in the two themes of the new song album than there was right right on right, this right. one where this one kind of is like oh there's a spine of these songs that are like feel like these smaller songs that tim's writing about aging and the east bay and all these things and sort of looking back at his life and that's just like an emotional core of the record because it's more about him and that that just feels like tim's going through some thoughts so the tim songs have these more this kind of spine of a certain feeling and that's i I'm, i resonate with that mm-hmm. that kind of like fits in an album where like you have a multi-singer like oh tim's kind of in this vibe that works 
but you're right like you could just do the same thing like you you probably has a different vibe like like the some of the complaints i had of like it's hard to separate mm-hmm. or the separation is too clean and now i like read it as two albums or two eps <laughs> right. problem i was having with the new record like you could easily say the same thing about this one i could i but like because it's less impersonal or something or less like yeah, 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 whatever the right word is, it's like, oh, I can just kind of see that as like, oh, that's the Tim part of the record, you know? What yeah, I mean? yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Which every record kind of has. I mean, you know, that's, that's kind of my point. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So okay. it's like, yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. But that's really interesting, like, because that's what is interesting about this record is like it does feel like it is a Tim record, and then mm-hmm. there's all these kind of bigger songs that are more like Lola Blue and like Barbara Rock and Roll that are like just these fun kind of historical jams that are like kind of. Make that's it out alive, man. Come on. That's, that's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. exactly. And it's just like, those are fine and fun and do their thing. But like most of the songs that are like, kind of like Telegraph and Trackfest and like, I wonder how many of those songs are actually just like this little story he wanted to tell about kind of going back to the East Bay and everything. And Right. Yeah. Um, and is that what I resonate with about this album or not? You know? I, it's also just easier to hang those next to the other songs because for sure the other, the other thing I would say like we can go into this song but it is a pretty lean song mm-hmm. um there's stuff to talk about but like one thing I'll say this song is funny to pull out as a single because a it's really short it's a minute 37 mm-hmm. according to what I'm looking at and it sits in between two really compelling tracks. Like track fast is like this very intro track. It's under a minute long, mm-hmm. but it's like very like, Oh, like, what is this? You know, when you put on the record and the telegraph Avenue is like this whole, like it slows down and gets like, it's very like, like set piece or something. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's, it, it, yeah, it's very like him stepping into another world. You know, it's kind of the musical theater. He steps into another character <laughs> and he strums his guitar and like, like there's a, there's a cheese factor, but it's also like, you know, set piece is such a good, good descriptor. I, and we've talked before about how the first five or six songs on this, like just rip by and you're like, Whoa, this is very good. Like, right. Like, wow. Like, and, um, I was having that same thing of like, it's like, goes a chance. Weird choice. Like, like, I feel like any one of those other five other <laughs> tracks would have been a better choice. Yeah. And that, and this isn't, I like the song. I yeah, like, it's but fine. I think that it, yeah, it's it's really su- it's surprising to me, especially because they made they had like a whole video, like a re- video for Telegraph Avenue, didn't they? Like that that was never technically a single, or maybe that was some, maybe that was some brand thing. It was, there is a video. I can't think of what it is now. It's like because it's him out playing. Oh, I feel like I've seen this too. Like it's like him on Telegraph, and there's like a car. Maybe and he's got. And... I think it may be like a Fender. Like, oh, am I losing my mind here? I don't know. I'm. <laughs> I mean, I yes, I am losing my mind. That is one hundred percent. Well, yeah, yeah, I believe that. Um, uh, but it, but you know what? I'm, like, there is a thing, right? There's a, are anyway. we still on? Is there a video or not? I can, yeah. We can just you know the, the, this yeah. is a true statement, so I can just look it up for us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, there is. It's by Fender Guitars. It's like some. Is this the thing where he's like on the the thing playing it on the on the? Oh, there's like multiple things. 
Dude, I don't fucking know. There was a know. bunch of it because this is like when his signature record, his signature guitar, guitar came, came out. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That must be what I'm thinking of. And so, like, yeah, there's anyway. a couple of him like playing on the bay and like you know, but I think those were more like tie-in, like after the fact. Those aren't like video videos, but yeah, like. Anyways, sorry. Yeah, it's an important. It's obviously like kind of the more that one plus. I feel like Telegraph Avenue and Street Punk Troublemaker kind of yeah. are trying to like create this history of the East Bay being an important political, yeah. social, political space and like how it all ties in and it's bigger than him. And like, you like, know, there's yeah, something about it. To me, those those two songs feel like the sort of like the emotional core of the album, the, the philosophical core of the album. It's kinda, yeah, I think you're right. Like, um, I, and so it's really interesting. And, and honestly, either one of those, I think would be better singles than Ghost of a Chance. But I think they're riskier. Right? Yes. Uh, that's, like there's more of yeah. an acoustic guitar. Telegraph or Avenue, especially, I think. Telegraph, yeah, big time. And like, I again, I think this is Tim and and Lars and all these guys kind of going like, yeah, but let's. What do we just play the like? Goes of Chance is like, <laughs> yeah. kind of two ran to two thousand meets Hoda. It has that hoedown thing, you know. And also, I mean, we're jumping around a lot, but that's fine. Like, Goes of Chance has a really good Lars performance on it. Mm-hmm. Like some really good solos, some really good lead. Again, I feel like like the difference between roll the dice, let the dominoes fall, <laughs> whatever it's fucking called. Uh, Jesus, it's not even a joke anymore. Um, uh, that era and before Lars and like whatever the hell happened by the time we got to this record, Lars like took lessons or just doubled down and said, I'm going to become a good like guitar a, player like a really good guitar like yeah i think so i don't know what it is but it seems like something clicked and he just kind of leveled up he just tried to i don't think he's like he's not, um i don't think he's bowing out to like here tim you you can be lead you know like i think he's saying i want to be the lead a little bit more i don't know if there's a discussion or tim encouraged him to like take it more what it is like i'm sure it's a lot of things and it's complex and we're talking about years and years and so like you can't reduce it to some simple thing but like maybe lars was sick of having to you know the live shows he had to do it all because tim doesn't fucking play his guitar and he was just like dude look here's what's gonna happen now for the album (laughs) if i gotta do this anyways i'm gonna actually do it on Um, the album yeah so i'm at least playing the like part so when we're playing shows i'm playing my parts that i want to play rather than your parts like a badass yeah yeah (laughs) And I mean, whatever it is, he's right. I mean, to Lars's credit, like, I think sometimes we, we have mixed feelings about Lars in general, but like Lars's credit on the last two records, he is a whole new man in songwriting and song and just guitar quality. Like, mm-hmm. like he's like this whole other person. And I think he's the one bringing the pop punk, like in a funny way. I don't know if he would love that. That's what I'm calling it. But like, I think he's bringing this melodicism and this like fun quality that like Mm -hmm. maybe they had lost you know like 
when they were trying to find their their sound kind of in the middle there like he's like fuck it let's be this like east coast pop punk band you know like and i like it you know like and so ghost of the chance is a great example of that so if you are trying to show off that aspect of them ghost yeah, of chance is that's a good, a good pick. point that's a good point you know like like it's a totally like one of the better tracks for that it sounds like rancid like it doesn't it's like if you had picked bobber you'd be like but but yeah, which they the, did, I think. I think uh, yeah, it was the follow-up single. Yeah, it came out apparently, according to Wikipedia, it came out the day before the album, which is which is weird... like it's a good we about we talked Bobber to death, but like right. weird choice, you know what I mean? Like, I like, mean, talk about risky. Yeah, exactly. So like that's weird. Like you're okay with that risk, but it but also okay. it also well, I mean, it also speaking of like creating some sort of um, sort of myth mythology or whatever around the East Bay. I mean, that's Bobber is all, I mean, it's a different part of the East Bay, but it's, you know, with all the, anyway. Oh, what? What? Hello? How, how does that have to do with the East Bay? Bobber? I mean, all the part about the Oakland A's? Oh, all the part about... I'm talking about like the A's in the, in the, like all the, okay. yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's the East Bay. Um, <laughs> sorry, I just, my brain did not make that <laughs> yeah. connection. And I was like, what are we talking about? Because I was thinking like British rock. Uh, well, I mean, I no, like, no, not sonically, lyrically. Uh, yeah, sorry. Anyway. yeah, yeah, no, yeah. In the seventies, they were talking about seventies Bay and the in the. Which you know, Telegraph Avenue is talking about the what was that? No, 60s no, it's, it, that. Yeah, again, yeah. you're right. Like this is kind of what the point of that record is. It kind of right. California and especially the East Bay and the Bay Area, like history. There's kind of like a little bit of like, hey, we're just part of this larger history of kind of politics and sports and all these things we like. Yeah. Like again, they're just expanding their attention, and I would say tomorrow never comes. Is look, you go even farther back in history. Right. What is the history <laughs> like? Like it's just him yeah. expanding that 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 sort of awareness of like we are just part of this larger thing. I, again, to to weird <laughs> weird outcomes, but cool. Um, but yeah, like the the one thing I will say is, I don't know. I just put this on to listen to it. I, I know I've gotten like up and down on Troublemaker. Troublemaker's really fucking good and fun to listen to. And this like locked it in for me again. Like we've been listening to <laughs> tomorrow. Like, yeah. Like the first five, 10 tracks of that album. I mean, and the backcast was good too, but like, I, this is a very impressive record. And it's really, I see a lot of people just not agree with that. You know what I mean? Like on who maybe even like some of those middle records. And it's like, I just can't. I, I can't. I know. No, I, I agree. I'm like looking at the track. The first time, I'm trying, I mean, Molly, make up your mind to me is like the first time it. Falls yeah, that's always the one where that I'm like, ugh, this is, there's something weird about that song. That's 10 tracks in. Yeah. Like that's. And this is, this is 2017 Rancid. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's shocking. I mean, really, I mean, I, I can't, I can't get three tracks into those other records. You know what I mean? <laughs> I can't get one. In the- yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but then, yeah. And then it totally comes, you know, like, be, like say goodbye to our heroes is great. Kept a promise. I think is really fun. I really like cold, cold blood. This is not the end. It's not the end. I, that whole, the whole like weird outro trio of songs. Yeah. That any of them could be the last song. Yeah. Like, I, it's, it's a very good record. It's not a perfect record by any stretch of the imagination. The two sort of like recent things we've been talking about, which we could transition to, like again, we're probably not doing Ghost of Chance too much of a, um, 
you know, uh, Ghost of Chance is fine. Lyrically, it's kind yeah. of a, like, hey, the world's against you. You've got a very slim chance of anything working out, but don't let them this stop is, you. It's where his, yes, I mean, there's parts of it's where his Eat, Pray, Love era began. You're never, yeah, yeah, you never yeah, grow yeah. too old to dream, Sam. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I love here. See, that, again, that's the earnest Tim, that hat Tim. on heart. Yeah. You never I, grow too old to dream. I would like, rather that than like the absolutely. one that wants to talk about like getting a switchblade and killing you because you're, yeah. some, you're fucking up his crew. You know what I mean? Like, absolutely. So, like, I, I'm, I, that is the Tim. That's the Tim. It's like Tim the, in the tree. You know, it's that. I'm there. It's, I'm, that, yeah. it's sweet Tim, you know, yep. and I would, I'll take sweet Tim over. And, and actually, it's actually interesting. So like good Lars playing great solos, ripping off these pop punk songs. And then Tim being honest, it's a great track and it's a good part of the album. And it was funny. I was trying to transfer, which is like two things that have evolved while we were doing this podcast is kind of my ups and downs with this record and kind of the new record helping me go. Yeah. The new record's got a lot of mixed feelings in terms of like, not that I, I don't have all the mixed feelings that other people seem to have. I had the mixed feelings of like, oh, I just so it was clear what the intent yeah. of the new record was. Right. I think there's a lot of good stuff on the new record, but like coming back to this, it was just like, ah, oh, man, this is really quite refreshing and fun. Um, and relaxed it's still so much more relaxed than the new yeah. record um you know one of the things that i think yeah does troublemaker in and why people so when you think of let's go and you think of when you think of like peak rancid yeah like yes they're great albums but they have like all time songs on them right like yes. not every song is troublemaker doesn't have an all Troublemaker yeah. has a lot of really good, it's solid songs. A like, bunch of songs that almost get there. But there isn't any, which, to be fair, the two albums, or I would argue three albums prior to it, don't have very many songs that even get there. Like, to. Yeah, yeah. So I think that, and, and I think that's where it comes, like, it's the best you can hope for from post peak Rancid. Yeah. Because it's, like, the just looking down that. level is. Like the floor is so high on all the songs. Yeah, the the right the ceiling is just lower, a lot lower, lower than it's like out of the wolves or yeah, yeah, exactly. And and so it's like looking through these nineteen tracks, I'm like, there's only really a couple that I'm kind of like, eh. Yeah, there's a couple that like I'll totally be fine with them as they go by, but I definitely bump when they hit. Yes. It. Yeah, but so, like they're so close to good. Like where I'm going is very close to great. Yeah. Um, I really like Go On and Rise Up. I, that's yeah, like, Go On and Rise uh, Up is really good. I actually think All American Neighborhoods really weirdly great. It's really different for them. I actually like intimate close up of street punk. Troublemaker a lot too. So anyway, it's almost like too on the nose for me sometimes. Yeah, but I yeah. mean, it's, <laughs> um, Go but, On Rise Up is really good. Yeah, I think I love the cold, cold blood. I know. Yeah, like yeah. That's um, not my favorite uh, part. I like that it gets caught in my head a little bit, but like. I'm all, um, and I'm here for I'm I'm here for Rancid doing a Civil War song. So I'm, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean that's. But again, there's no like you're nailing it. I think Salvation, though. you know, or there's no there's fucking no, Olympia or whatever no super single. And yeah, 100. But that's and a that's lot a to good, ask. <laughs> I mean, those, especially a band this far into their career. exactly. But like they figured it out because they also like honor 
to me has a bunch of anti songs on it, you know, like right. songs that make me like <laughs> mad that they are trying to be great and are actually falling so far flat. And when we did roll the dice, God damn it. Uh, <laughs> something flip the dominoes. Um, fuck they, the dominoes. Uh, that's what, sorry. No, uh, I mean, don't, that's weird, but anyway. that's weird. That's rude. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry. I just derailed uh, this whole thing. <laughs> exactly. The, they like we were like happy to find up to no good which is as good as one of these songs right right i uh, yeah like, it's basically it's an album of up to no goods yeah and and like most and, and even slightly better yeah, but yeah exactly. like that's the but, floor like, that's what i'm saying like that's the floor it's like it's a, yeah. as good as up to no good if not more interesting than up to no good because up to no good is like candy you know and like this is for the most part like a little bit deeper than that and i think you're completely right that like in a weird way what i think i was resonating with like on a couple of the songs on the new album they have a chance to be a little bit more like oh that's the song for me yeah like i think that there's a case to be made for tomorrow never comes new american prisoner song like those three especially there's one more that you i feel like that you oh dead drop dead in yeah like, like those three or four could end up you know a few years later mm. going like i think one one of the two of those songs might end up being like a little bit more of a peak right like it's a little bit more like canonically a rancid song than any one of these songs I'm not saying the whole yeah. album yeah no i'm yeah I'm, i i could maybe see that yeah i don't i'm trying to think of like off of troublemaker like if you had to pick the one that would be you know if you were making struggle yeah i think the one that gets closest and this is just because of kind of what we talked about earlier is telegraph like i don't yeah but i i, I have a lot of mixed feelings about troublemaker I, for, or sorry telegraph so. sa- same but i think that it anyway yeah i don't know i don't know that, yeah i agree i don't know that there i is, think you're i think that like for me for me like i shouldn't say like for you obviously but i'm saying like for me that proves the point like like yes that's a stretch for me where like already when oh, I like you mix, could, yeah, like New American when I, could, could. When New American or or Tomorrow Never Comes comes on some of these live sets, I'm kind of seeing people put up from this tour. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm starting it to fits. have a little bit of like, oh yeah, I like hearing that song next to like these other songs. Like it yeah. kind of works, you know? Yeah. Um, and and while I like these songs, like I think, I think the like, hey, the band is really consistent. Band meaning like the Florida ceiling, like that, like mm-hmm. in a graph. Like, I think that's it. Like, that's that's the knock on Troublemaker. And why Tomorrow Never Comes might be slightly more interesting. In, yeah. Or in a way, it's more interesting. In that way, it is more interesting. It might not actually be a better album. It just has, like, oh, I really find Prisoner Song very interesting. Oh, I really find New American. Or I find really find uh, Tomorrow Never Comes at times really interesting. And with time, they might, or might not, like, that's fine, sure. too. You know right. what I mean? Like, these are brand new songs. But there's an urgency and kind of, like, again, there's a laid-backness to Troublemaker that is to its credit. But I think it, to that is why it maybe lacks in that way. Whereas, like, this Timisance that we're in right now, it feels like he's reaching for these songs to be a little bit more of, like, let me try to make these songs... Uh, pop and you know maybe there's more failures or something but like right. 
maybe he's going to get one or two, you know, there might be a couple on the doom regulator and things like that because it's like a new thing. But I think, I think you're the, where you're going is right. Like that's the difference yeah. for me. And I'm not even like definitively saying for sure those other tracks on, on tomorrow never comes are going to be that. It's just, there's a possibility that they could be. That. No, I, yeah, I think that's, I think that's spot on. And what I was going to say about like the two things that this this podcast is that one of which is this sort of realization of that like sort of that that um, um, unassuming classic that is Troublemaker this sort of like laid back for the fans classic you know that I think Troublemaker should be re- seen as right right um, the other one that has been kind of funny for us recently is just why are we swimming upstream and how come the wolves is undeniably the best one what are you doing you know what i mean <laughs> like, oh right like and so that's been like the funny thing is like like if you on that exact topic that you just brought up and how come the wolves it's every song <laughs> yeah Almost, like, right? like 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 if it, troublemaker is full of six and sixes and sevens yeah. like Outcome of the Wolves is full of nines and tens. Tens, yeah, a hundred percent. And like the the one eight, you're like, Jesus, that's a fucking eight. Get out of here. You yeah. know what I mean? Right. Like whatever song that is for you. I know it's um the She's automatic. Sings, yeah, that, she's automatic, right? Yeah, which is like a it's like a high eight. <laughs> you know, I mean Exactly. Um Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Um I think that's a good transition to this. Yeah, exactly. Um yeah. so when we did the Daily City Train episode we asked you all to send in your rankings of the three ska songs on um on the album and we got a fair number of responses i think let's see we got one voicemail should we play that first and then we can kind of go through some of them or do you want to read something how do you want to do this let's start with the the voicemail it's real quick okay hey guys james from vancouver here uh number one old friend without a doubt number two daily city train Distant third time bomb. James, James sets off a starts, recurring theme. <laughs> yeah, starts a thing that I think we'll hear a lot. Uh, Glenn posted on our Patreon his uh, top rankings. Uh, he actually started with daily. Oh, that's and, interesting. Uh, and then old friend time bomb. And when he says it was when he was twelve, the ranking would probably have been reversed, which is something I do want to talk about. Mm-hmm. And he also mentioned. Uh, I'll put this in just because. It's it brought up something for me. He said uh, he put old friend on so many mixtapes for people I wanted to date. Uh, cringe, and I uh, remember that I did that as well. And Jesus Christ, what the fuck was I thinking? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> no, wasn't what the fuck were you thinking? And a rancid something lyric too. What the fuck? What did I think? Is that a rancid? Oh. Lyric? Start um, the fight and start the drink and what the fuck? Like, what the fuck? Where they think? Yeah. yeah, okay. I was like, what? <laughs> as I said it. Uh, we also had a few on on Instagram. Pretty all, consistently, all three of them were the same. Old friend, old friend, all first, yeah. daily city train, and then time bomb. And I um, know for sure that that's your ranking, right? Yeah, and I also I want to also just <laughs> this made me laugh. Ted Splitter on Instagram, yeah. who he left us a bunch of comments on uh, Twitter too, and I just haven't had any time to respond or go through oh, I haven't um, been... but he said i do love that they're apparently using often using public transport in this period <laughs> yeah that, <laughs> that is a good. very true statement that was good of... um but yeah so yeah my ranking would be old old friend and daily are pretty close 
and time bomb is is definitely third for me and i don't know that time bomb was ever first for me and you can call bullshit on that if you want but yeah. uh, i old friend just i don't know man yeah i i'm i'm going to i'm going to say mine is old friend i i think it's a little I think it's a little suspect that we're all so well willing to throw time bomb out. I know we've heard it a billion times, but this this reeks of fandom. You know what I mean? Like sure. this reeks of of that thing of like no Radiohead fan talks about how they like paranoid Android anymore. You know what I mean? Like like it's or or no surprises. And it's like, sure, I understand that you've heard it a lot, but like to act like it's not like a really good track you know so is, i would sorry go ahead <laughs> so I, anyways i should I, say mine i think i think with that in mind i think i would have to honestly say daily's third but not like a distant third like these are very clumped in my mind like 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 if you were tearing them it would be like old friend is s and the other two are a you know what i mean and right it's like with like they're there's they're almost in the same spot you know what i mean like like it isn't like something, and I think that this sort of a hipsterism slash fandom thing of going like, oh yeah, and time bomb, but you in your mind you're kind of going like, I get time bomb for free. I already spent the time where time bomb was the most important. It got me into rancid for half these people. You know what I mean? Yeah, I There's mean a that's a little fair. bit of like it's already it's in the ether. I already own it, so I don't need to like like claim it. I but would it's like I. It's really quite. Oh, it's a good song. Important. Again, they're all they're nines and tens. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the thing I would counter that with, though, is at least for me, um, Ruby. Ru- emotional. Heft. Well, Ruby. Yeah, I mean, Ruby's the uh, is maybe top three on the album for me. So, and Ruby is in my mind more overplayed than Time Bomb. So. Anyway. Oh yeah, like if you want to say your bona fides of like, hey, I'm not blowing away the the singles. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, not just that. Like, time bombs third for me, not because it's like. I mean, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. there's some truth to that, but I like for me personally, it's like, I think it was um, somebody Blastmaster Baker on Instagram was saying like, I often will skip it when it comes on of sh- like shuffling songs like time bomb, and I don't. I will. I don't know. I don't know. Yes, same here. Probably. To, or more than others, but like Ruby, I will never skip. Yeah, I think but, that's just because, like, I think I, I think for me, the one that's like that is Roots, and it's, and I hmm. think it's just because the singles that are more light, you know, in in scope and tone, especially if they were like the singles, you know what I mean? They, of course, we play them out more in our heads, you know what I mean? Of course, especially if you're they're sure. the ones you're going to hear if you're out at a grocery store, you're like, I'll still hear Time Bomb, you know what I mean? And it's like, especially it's also a little bit the one that's the caricature song for Rancid, you know, is Time Bomb. Like, if you're if there is any song, I mean, Ruby too. But I feel Ruby's like a got, Ruby is, but maybe not. Okay. Uh, I think Time Bomb's the one that, because it's ska and yeah. it's just kind of like, like, uh, kind of like, like, the, the, you know, like it's the one that's, the most like if people are gonna make fun i don't think ruby soho is the one that's as made fun of you know what i mean yeah um because ruby's got a little bit more emotional heft right you know oh I mean? yeah absolutely By a lot so yeah. like like and that's what we're i think we're that's fair as what what what's enduring about this record are the songs that like old friend and olympia like i think a lot oh, of people yeah 
say Old Friend Olympia are their favorite two Rancid songs. But that's because the emotional songs are the ones that stick with you, you know, over time. You know what I mean? Like what you liked the first 10 times you listen to the record versus the 100th time are going to be the heavier songs, you know, that have the emotional resonance. You know what I mean? And But I, I do think like <laughs> a little bit of like, this is time bomb erasure, you know, like, like <laughs> come on, guys. Like, let's let's not get. Yeah, know, I mean, like I it's listened to time bomb yesterday or anything like that either but like it's it's it is fun i mean i think the uh, the clear thing here is that old friend is like the one. Oh yeah 100 <laughs> percent. yes old uh, friend uh, like i think in, in in some funny way is like um you know how we've gone through the thing of like oh like what is the secret real you know is it journey is it olympia you know what i mean like like the the, the sort of true rancid Head's favorite, you know, emo song from this album, you know, oh, like, right. sort of like, you know, like in a way it's like, it's when hard. are we going to get to the like point where it's like old friends, actually the secret best song, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I again, those other two duke it out for like, what's the real secret best song on that album, you know? And it um, is, I mean, it is, these are, these are all nines and tens. Right, it's, so it's, it's fucking ridiculous. It's, I think from an emotional kind of teenager, yeah urgent feeling way like yeah it's kind of hard to like be like oh 2000 is kind of my favorite it's like that's a very adult yeah distant view of the world it's like yeah sure but do you remember how fucking crazy good songwriting there is on on like every fucking song it's so good and i still think it's wild that it's the song an album that they had like no time to record i know and then uh, yeah they had, I, it was they had their, so much pressure and like it was their I'm, first like real album as a quartet i mean lars is obviously on let's go but this is like the first like yeah and they had no time and it's, it's just everything and we did not talk about outcome the wolves this much on this troublemaker <laughs> episode but it's just yeah it's it's absurd this album shouldn't exist this yeah. way it shouldn't it, it's kind of amazing how much it shows that like these guys who have like big flaws and foibles, like did respond to pressure in a pretty amazing way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like these are, these are flawed, you know, addicts and like, you know, complicated people. And, but when the pressure was on, they did a thing that a lot of bands did not do. You know what I mean? They, yeah. They delivered their third record with a lot of eyes on, and it was one of the best, records of the 90s you know what i mean and it's like <laughs> yeah. that's that's a pretty incredible thing so yeah um yeah anyways uh yeah uh, obviously the three scott songs and again still the funniest thing that there's only three scott songs on that record and they're the they're like the er, scott punk band but I, I mean I, yeah and i think part of that is because one of them was one of was the their, single was one yeah. of their biggest songs ever and one of the other ones is you can make a pretty solid case as being could be their best song ever so like <laughs> yeah uh, so that's like it's like okay yeah of course everybody thinks of them as the fucking ska <laughs> punk band um but it is funny that there's only three on there and that was three out of what 19 and everyone's like oh my god they've got it's like no it's an emo record guys um, yeah you guys are <laughs> <laughs> it's a jawbreaker record guys <laughs> yeah right, right oh shit okay <sighs> well i think we did it i think we yeah i think that's good you've said it all 
Are you forgetting again the next part of the I fucking am. podcast? I no, I was getting distracted by somebody just said something insane in my work. You know? Oh, I good. Was having a like moment of, are you kidding me? Uh, you can cut that. You probably won't. Um, <laughs> what are we going to talk about next week, Brad? So I got to, I got to, this is, this is, we're going to go on a little trip here. Um, so (laughs) of how i got to this pick it doesn't make any sense except for to me um so one of the things going on in the news lately that is you know it's been it's a lot of bad news a lot of horrible shit but one of the greatest things happening is that orcas are organizing and sinking boats yeah i fucking love it so much and then i saw something where it happened in like the near the Shetland Islands. So it's like, it's happening in the other ocean now too. So like we're, <laughs> word is spreading anyway. So I was thinking, so that just got me thinking about like, fuck yeah, you know, the orcas are organizing and like solidarity. And then it started thinking about unions and I, this is a very pro union podcast. And oh, uh, hell yeah. And so, uh, we're going to talk about Harry bridges next. Week. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I got there. But Hey, Come on. I'm into it. I'm into it. Um, and I don't remember. I feel like we haven't talked about Let's Go in a minute. So, um, yeah, it's good. So, yeah. All right. So, Harry Bridges. I don't know. <laughs> That's always what I think. Drew, if you're listening, we will expect a voicemail of you. You might not even play it, but I want to listen to it. Yeah, right. At this point, we think those voicemails are just for us and not for everybody, and we feel very special. All right, everybody. Thanks for going on that trip, and we'll take a real fucking trip next week. You can, of course, find us over on Patreon, patreon.com slash the 11th hour podcast. There's, you get early episodes, other fun stuff. We're still figuring all that out, but we really appreciate the support. Um, It's fucking awesome. Otherwise, you can holler at us on Twitter and Instagram at RancidPod. Send us an email, send us a voicemail. All the links for that are in our, um, well, they're in the show notes and they're in our link tree and all that stuff. So, uh, see you in the pit. Maybe. Reaching my breaking point. So, hey, uh, this song isn't going to make me snap. If we were doing something indestructible, I'd probably fucking lose it. So. <laughs> I almost did Spirit of 87. To me, like, oh, God. I would have <laughs> quit the podcast. I'd be like, fuck this! <laughs> fucking song is fucking bad! <laughs> anyway. I was like, I was going to like come in with a hot take. I was like, it's like comparable to Journey, you know? Like, <laughs> You'd be like, Brad, are you there? And I'd just show up at your house 20 hours <laughs> yeah, later with a fucking yeah, yeah. gun. <laughs> <laughs> hello hello yeah. like, you're like tickets are being purchased like, 